Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky, co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Threepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Gear up, Dolphin fans, because it is about to be a wild offseason. Jake and Josh are piloting this ship as we prepare for a new era of Miami Dolphins football. If you don't already, follow them on Twitter at jmendel94 and at Houts. Help our community grow by hitting the subscribe button and leaving a review. We thank you all for the support. Now let's talk some football. What's up, Dolphin fans? Welcome into a Thirsty Thursday episode of Finsider Radio, the Jake and Josh Show. I am your host, Josh Houts, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Jake Mendel. Jake, how are you going today, man? Josh, we are getting so much closer to the end of the football season. It's a little depressing. It's a little exciting. It's all you want from it. Uh, but there's one question we're all wondering, Josh, and I was DMing you about it yesterday. Why on earth is Dolphins Twitter starting to fall in love with Mike McDaniel? But before we get to that, before we get to that, we have a couple signings to talk about. Breaking Josh, news. Do you want to start with those? Yeah, groundbreaking. Breaking. breaking yeah. Buckle up. Buckle up because you will not believe what the Dolphins did. Buckle up. Today, the Dolphins signed two massive contracts, two players to future reserve contracts. Running back Jared Dokes, the former seventh-round draft pick, was on the practice squad all last season. And then defensive back Quincy Wilson, who has spent five seasons in the NFL. He's appeared in 32 games with Indianapolis and the New York Jets, but missed the entire 2021 season on the New York Giants injured reserve. So two players that the Dolphins signed to future contracts, not sure what type of role we'll see with them in 2022. Uh, immediately, Jake, when I saw Quincy Wilson, I'm thinking, okay, this could be the next shutdown corner. And then I remembered Brian Flores is gone. That's the thing. You know, the Dolphins have had the success. You especially look at someone like Nick Needham. Uh, but man, I think this just means Jared Dokes, no more Duke Johnson, no more uh, Philip Lindsay. This, this is the direction the Dolphins are going to go moving forward. 
This is locked in. Yeah, no, absolutely not. But I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> I was kind of excited to see Jared Dokes, you know, sign this future contract. I guess it really wasn't up in, there was any doubt there, but um, to transition into Mike McDaniel, Jake, I mean, is this not Jared Dokes? Is that not the running back that we could see, you know, lead the NFL in rushing if, if uh, Mike McDaniel came to Miami because he is that no name back and they've had so much success in San Francisco. But um, again, I don't know what either of these guys are going to do in 2022, but the sky's the limit, I'd imagine. Josh, what do you think about the landscape of teams interviewing coaches? Man, these clips that come out, especially with someone like Mike Daniels yelling, Mike Jones. I mean, it's just so damn refreshing because this is the time where everyone's getting hired, right? We just went through the dark, depressing days of people getting fired. And combine that with the fact you go from, you know, Joe Philbin, Adam Gase to Brian Flores. I mean, the only metaphor I have for those guys in press conferences is sandpaper. I don't know what about sandpaper, but that's just how I feel listening to those guys talk at those press conferences. So you hear someone like Mike McDaniel talk about a running game, talk, you know, pop culture references, whatever it may be. That's just so relatable. And Josh, I think we need to talk about this for a second, though. Are we just falling in love with the pretty face here? You know, the the tweets, the gifts. Are we falling in love with the idea of something that we might not know exists yet? I mean, that's definitely a concern, man. It goes back to the last coaching shirts. I don't remember. Uh, and I'm not sure if you remember Chris Richard. I think it was the Dallas Cowboys defense coordinator, defensive backs coach at the time. There was a video surfacing of him just, you know, being real loud and, you know, everything that the Dolphin fans thought they wanted a head coach. You know, everyone was mm-hmm. on, on board with him all because of that clip. So I think we are kind of, you know, going through the same thing again. But um, I think it is more than just this clip. You know, when you read up on Mike McDaniel, you know, the coaching tree comes from with Kyle Shanahan, Matt LaFleur, Sean McVay. I mean, uh, the story behind him. I don't know if you read on it, Jake, but I mean, he traveled, he rode his bike to like Denver Broncos camp, became a ball boy, worked his way up, just doing little analytics things. And I mean, he's been by Kyle Shanahan's side. So absolutely. We're getting, we're falling in love with the hipster that's yelling Mike Jones. I mean, I don't know, man, that that just was so awesome to see. I, I, it brings me back to my high school days, but um, again, Jake, (laughs) it's definitely a concern of mine, but I think, you know, the Dolphins fans don't care, man. We're ready. Everybody seems to be all aboard with this, you know, for the most part, but there are still some, some that, you know, maybe once a Dan Quinn or some of those other guys and who knows what the Dolphins will do. I think the meeting lasted maybe a little over an hour yesterday. Hopefully they revisit because I think it was done over zoom and I can't imagine the Dolphins hiring their next head coach based off an hour on zoom. So um, I think the Dolphins are just doing their due diligence this week and maybe they'll circle back and he'll get a second interview. But uh, at some point, Mike McDaniel is going to be an NFL head coach and we hope it's for the Miami Dolphins. And I think the big reason why people would like that is uh, not only what we see on Twitter, but the vision for his offense, the vision for his team, and the way Miami's roster is currently stacked up, right? Uh, You saw how the San Francisco 49ers beat the Dallas Cowboys last week. It was 23-17. It was a game where 49ers put up 14 points early, uh, but it was really the defense that saved the day, right? And the way the Dolphins are currently built, you know, you think about the secondary as being the team's strength. I mean, if you're in any type of situation, as you know, maybe a Dolphins coach, you want to have your highest paid guys make plays in critical moments. You know, you think back even to week one, Xavier and Howard, the fumble, uh, the walk-off fumble recovery against the Patriots. Miami's defense is programmed to be ready for that, you know, one touchdown game with four minutes left. And I think that's what is kind of exciting about it because not only does Tua fit the mold of a quarterback who's going to make those quick decisions and fit a run first style of offense that's you know a little more physical, a little more interesting, but that type of offense also slows down the game so much when you're staying on the field for those extra two, three minutes and giving your defense that rest so they can really turn up the heat when offenses are trying to, you know, or struggling to figure out things in the second half. 
And I pulled up two quotes just because I wanted to make sure, you know, we're not just focused on the things that are surfacing, but there was a quote from Kyle Shanahan the other day said, uh, Mike McDaniel is a good dude. He's really good at what he does. He's himself. He's one of the smartest coaches I've ever been around. And he's been huge to our team and huge for me throughout my career. And then Garoppolo also said, Mike McDaniel is awesome. He really is. I don't want to say he's the mastermind behind everything, but he's kind of the guy in the background that doesn't say a whole ton to a lot of people, but his mind is always moving. The ideas he comes up with are so fresh and new. He's a cool guy to have on staff. He's a lot smarter than most of us. He dumbs it down for us and kind of gets us all on the same page. And it's a good combination with him and all the rest of the coaches. So I I'm reading that off and I don't know, man, again, I don't want to take too much out of just these little hot quotes and, you know, some of the video surfacing, but man, I was ready to run through a wall, listen to that. You know, the fact that he's the smartest man around and different things like that. He's a cool guy and has all these innovative ideas and and fresh looks at things. So uh, I guess maybe what gets us so excited, Jake, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, as you mentioned, you know, what he's done with Jimmy Garoppolo and now coming here with Tua. I mean, let's be honest, Brian Flores did not want Tua Tungvaloa at all. I mean, he was not a fan at all. And I just think, you know, you bring an offensive minded coach, a guy that comes in here and takes this job knowing that you know by all accounts Tua is the starter in 2022 I would be excited to see what Mike McDaniel that type of offensive mind could get out of Tua because again we all thought the world Tua coming out of the draft I mean I still think he could be that player that we saw and I think it's important to keep in mind as we go throughout this I mean these are coaches who are still in the playoffs so obviously they're good but you know I can't see a head coach or you know a quarterback coming out and saying you know unless it's what Ben Roethlisberger and, and Todd Haley back in the day saying yeah no my offensive coordinator he sucks you know that type of thing so I think it's important to keep in mind that there is some fluff going on but in terms of the vision the direction you see the parallels of what the Dolphins have in place and Josh I saw a, a tweet earlier today and I think this is the start of us really talking ourselves into the Dolphins made the right move by keeping Chris Greer. We're going to talk ourselves into it, how, you know, it's going to be successful. And it was this tweet that really made me kind of feel that way. Uh, Basically they were talking about how some teams might start picking like an accountant type for a general manager while you let the coaching staff really build the team, build the roster and, and kind of cut those two different things in half. And all I could think about is the fact that Chris Greer has been here for six years. He's, lived through the Dolphins juggling, you know, the Mike Wallace, the Sioux contracts. Uh, Don Arponte, I remember Dolphins Twitter crowning her the, the cap master. So this is Miami's way of establishing that GM guy. And I think, I hope, I don't know, I'm praying that the way the Dolphins are setting this up is whoever that, you know, offensive mind, defensive mind, whoever comes in and takes that job gets the full control. Say, hey, you're going to have the you know final say. That's kind of what Flores already had. It seems like that is... Uh, the sense we are getting. And I think that would be an interesting dynamic to look at just because, I mean, yes, Chris Greer has had some misses. Yes. Chris Greer has had some hits, but the cap space the team has had in the last couple of years, the ability to manipulate it. I mean, that should be worth something, I guess, or at least that's what I'm going to tell myself. Yeah, I mean, it sounds good, right? I mean, there's a reason that Stephen Ross keeps him around as Perfect, more than yeah. just being that yes man next to him, right? So um, a great point, man. And that's going to be very interesting to keep an eye on that as, you know, different teams hire GMs and get those coaches in place. Jake, we mentioned Mike McDaniel. He interviewed yesterday. That would have been Wednesday. The Dolphins released some of their other scheduled interviews. They interviewed Bill's offense coordinator, Brian DeBolt, and Bill's defense coordinator, Leslie Fraser, on Sunday. They had Mike McDaniel, like I said, on Wednesday. Today, they will be meeting with Cowboys defense coordinator, Dan Quinn, and offense coordinator, Kellen Moore. And then tomorrow, Vance Joseph and Rams running back coach Thomas Brown. So today, Jake, Dan Quinn, Kellen Moore. Um, I mean, we're sitting here talking about Mike McDaniel, but part of me, I mean, I keep going back to a conversation I had with one of our good listeners, Pat, and he kept, you know, saying that, you know, maybe you bring in Dan Quinn here. He already can come in, 
get that defense moving. And then you just bring in the right offensive staff to, to work on that side of the ball, almost like an assistant, you know, head coach type thing. Kind of like what Brian Flores probably thought when he was going to bring Jim Caldwell in here. I mean, I'm starting to lean up to Dan Quinn as maybe that secondary candidate and maybe honestly the best fit. I mean, I think right now, Jake, Dan Quinn might be the number one uh, coaching candidate out there aside from Jim Harbaugh, who those rumors just keep getting crazier and crazier every day. Josh, crack it open. Give, give me your hardball feelings. I know you you were a little upset when you saw the rumors that he'd leave college to go to the Raiders. Did You, you were shedding a tear or two? Oh, for sure, man. I made a joke, and I probably shouldn't have, but I said Stephen Ross threw his dentures across the room when he read that, you know, <laughs> Jim Harbaugh is just going to up and leave um, Michigan to go to the Raiders. So, um, I, I don't know, man. I would Again, I'd be pretty heartbroken if he left to go there, but with general manager Chris Greer in place. I can't imagine this being a, you know, the number one destination for him. So I'm going to be very sad to see Jim Harbaugh go elsewhere, but at this point I'm kind of expecting it. Today's episode is brought to you by cars.com with over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day. Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. And you go back to Dan Quinn. I think my concern there is, yes, I understand that, you know, the defense in place is is perfect. You want someone who can uh, maximize that. But at the same time, you say that he needs to bring in the right offensive coaching staff. And that's the issue the Dolphins have struggled with in, you know, the last four years or so that they don't have that. And I just think that you have a better shot if you're able to offer the entire car. Uh, you know what I mean? Instead of just a rental to the ship before, you know, you someone else offers you that head coaching job and you go elsewhere. If you want to build that sustainable team, man, I really think it might start with an offensive coordinator. And it's weird. I keep going back to when we were, you know, I think it was right after the Jags game. And I was talking about Kellen Moore uh, as a potential guy that I'd like, you know, leaving the Dolphins. And I have flipped on that so much and I cannot stop thinking about that. And it's all because of the wild card weekend, right? I mean, that's what it yep. all went back to. Basically, some of those play well, calls. Well, and- you think about the fact that C.D. Lamb, I don't think he did anything the last month of the season. The, uh, the running game, you know, fell apart a little bit. That team really struggled with penalties. Those are all big concerns, too. Uh, but, yeah, that, that wild card game is really what sticks in your head while these things are going on. Yeah, and I guess my question, Jake, do you think this would be the end of the candidate list? Do you think that, you know, this is pretty much who the Dolphins are picking from? Or do you think we might see some names trickle out, you know, maybe next week or something? Because the way I see it, if they're lining up all these interviews this week, I mean, uh, you would assume a second interview would come, you know, later down the road. So is this the list of candidates that they're choosing from? Or, you know, I guess that's just a hypothetical question that none of us truly know. Josh, haven't um, the Dolphins haven't been tweeted, you know, we have you know, finished our interview with so-and-so they haven't done any of that stuff, right? No, they have not. And all these other teams have. So you look at teams like Denver and and that's kind of where we've seen a lot of information trickle out right from the teams themselves that they kind of, uh, you know, made this a a content, you know, grab in in a sense where we can get the head coach thing, building up, stirring up some drama. Uh, The Dolphins aren't doing that. And we're seeing these uh, things come out through secondary sources, you know, reporters, things like that. So I do wonder if next week there might be a whole nother wave just where people are finally able to, you know, confirm so-and-so is going to try out here or whatever it may be. But I would not be surprised if this list grows going into next week. I don't know who might be added or, you know, whatever it may be, but I wouldn't, you know, lock this in just yet. 
Yeah. And I mean, good point, because I, I guess it still goes back to the we mentioned on another podcast, you know, do they even have to announce that, you know, they met with a Doug Peterson or some exactly, of these other guys? Yeah. I mean, clearly they don't have to make an announcement on social media like every other team. So maybe there are more candidates behind the scene. But right now, it does sound like Brian Dable, at least, you know, Vegas thinks that he's the favorite. And again, I think that might all go back to the ties he has with Tua Tungvaluwa. But Jake, tomorrow, I, I don't understand why they're looking at Cardinals Vance Joseph, man. That's that scares me. And that's, that name just continues to stick out because we know he was here with Chris Greer, was in the front office. And I, I don't know, man, that just seems like he's going to go back there, run to his friends and and bring in Vance Joseph. And I don't know, man, on this list, that might be dead last on as my power rankings. Dude, that, that would be so, I would be so sad. I would be so sad if Vance Joseph is the next coach. And I would laugh even more if he becomes the head coach and we can replay this when the Dolphins win a Super Bowl, but just based on the experience, based on the past, you know, struggles the Miami Dolphins have had, I do not want to go back to that. I'm going to have such a hard time talking myself into that. And I'm just praying. And it's just me doing mental gymnastics that it's just Chris Greer giving his buddy, you know, that uh, opportunity to get an interview and maybe more teams will look at him as well. Yeah. Maybe again, we're just too hard on him because we saw what he just did in the wild card weekend. But er, I think a lot of it has to do with, he was here already. We saw what he could do. Uh, I, I want something more. We need that offensive guy, but if it's Dan Quinn, I think I can come around to that, but you're right, Jake, we're going to sit here and we're going to complain no matter who it is probably. And hopefully, hopefully, you know, next year we can sit here or a couple years, down, not next year, no way in hell, a couple years down the road, you know, we can sit here, <laughs> we can sit here and play it back with egg on our face because I mean, so far it's just been an endless cycle every three years. I guess the one thing I want to ask you, Jake, before we wrap it up is if the Dolphins keep general manager Chris Green in place, which it seems like they are, they hire a head coach. Could this be one of those one and done type things? You know, if next year Stephen Ross says, okay, I'm, I'm over Chris Greer now, you know, it's time to move on. You get rid of him and then you're starting this whole thing over again. So I guess that's a little bit of a concern. It's going to stick in the back of my head throughout all this. And just seems like the so Dolphins way for this whole thing to end. You're just looking for that stability and you're looking for any, any hope of it. And it's just kind of hard to see that at the moment, just you know, especially when you consider recent history, Josh, I got to ask you, you know, they had two interviews on Sunday and then they skipped ahead two Wednesday, two Thursday and two Friday could have been more. We don't know. Uh, it it could have, you know, just been those. Is there any point of looking at when these were scheduled? Is there any, you know, benefit to maybe seeing some of these guys go last? Maybe the team is more likely to like them because it's fresher in their mind. Is there any of this going on when you think about how the Miami Dolphins might choose their coach? I think so. And I mean, you pointed it out here, but Mike McDaniel, he was the only one to interview solo out of this list, or it looks like. So, I mean, could that mean anything? I don't, I don't know, man. It's, it's definitely something to keep an eye on, but I mean, I guess with any interview, right. If you're sitting there interviewing these candidates and one comes in at the end with just this awesome resume and just says all the right things. I mean, that's obviously going to stick in your head. So I don't know, man, but eh, we're going to see. Right. And and that's kind of the, I mean, I guess that's a good yeah, thing. That, that's like the fun part of right now. Like, like there's going, we're, there's going to be what three different parts of the off season. And you know, the coaching search is, you know, act one act two is free agency where the climax happens and, you know, something crazy happens. The dolphins trade for a quarterback and the draft comes in where it stabilizes everything. And it carries us, carries us through the rest of the off season before we can start previewing games. But as of right now, I mean, we haven't done the you know coaching search yet. So that's been an interesting development. And Josh, as we do this, as we start to uh, see what the direction the dolphins are going to, uh, go and we can start to do a little more self-reflection on how the team was last year and you know maybe we can even bring back our book club I was even thinking that uh, Christian Wilkins would be my chapter one just based on the success he uh, had this last season 
Yeah, and that's a good point you brought up, Christian Wilkins, because I think I saw a pro football focus grades circling that said, you know, the only team in the NFL with two defensive linemen rated above an 80 with a pro football focus grade were the Dolphins with Christian Wilkins and uh, Zach Sealer. So, dude, that would be a great book club. Do I think we did a Zach Sealer before? Our book clubs are pretty spot on. I mean, I think we said Kalen Balaj was trash. We hit those. Did all these different things. So we're, we're pretty good on the <laughs> book clubs. So, so, so we will make sure we do the book clubs. We will make sure that we, you know, go through the roster and break down each position. But right now, I mean, we're all just waiting to see what happens next. And um, hopefully the Dolphins don't mess this up. Jake, I know you said it in the rundown or in DM. You want to talk about up. Give me your thoughts on that because I'm sitting there watching this. And this dude, I mean, one night he's he's in court because he just hit this guy over the head. And next day there's helium uh, canisters all over his yard and he's flying away. I'm like, shit. I'm like, there's no way this dude just felt all those balloons, those big bulky hands. Like I've tried to fill three balloons for my daughter's birthday once and tie those knots. And that was a pain in the ass. So I was just sitting there thinking there's no way in hell that old man from up filled up all them balloons in one night. No way. <laughs> the critical thinking of these Disney movies, man. I absolutely love it. Uh, my knowledge of up is Basically this, I heard it's a sad movie, so I didn't watch it. And then I watched the Always Sunny episode where they basically do it. So that's basically my knowledge of Up. Uh, but I'm glad we can be here for you to get that out of your system and uh, lay that to rest in a sense. Yeah, maybe we'll just start making that a you know weekly segment on this show. We'll just I'll watch a Disney movie what and did write Disney down do some wrong random ask, <laughs> uh, you know, hot take or just some random question i even asked jeeves i was like yo how did that guy fill up someone said he was like a helium salesman or something there was like a whole disney wow. wiki on it. i'm like dude this is this is crazy <laughs> but i didn't know how much of that was true so i just want to throw that out there before we wrap this up josh i think that is that you know it's the off season when we are talking about disney movies thank you guys so much for joining us thank you guys so much for listening it's the off season there isn't a lot of football news to talk about so the fact you made it this far i mean that means a lot to us we greatly appreciate it uh we'll be back next week hopefully a little bit of news hopefully a little bit of excitement about the miami dolphins but until the dolphins really start to kick it into gear i hope you guys go on DraftKings. hope you guys win a couple bucks and enjoy the playoffs we only got about, what, Josh, a month of this, and then it goes away forever. So, I mean, got to take it for what it is, right? Yeah, and then we start talking about the draft. But thank you guys so much for listening to this. Hopefully next week, like Jake said, we will know more. We might even have an old guest, Matthew Kanat, on here to tell us what he's hearing down there in Davy. But, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Jake and Josh Show, part of SB Nation's The Finsider. I'm Josh Houts. Follow me on Twitter, at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And that's Jake Mendel, the greatest coach in the world, at J-M-E-N-D-E-L-94. For Finsider Radio, The Jake and Josh Show. We'll talk to you next time. Fins up. Fins up. Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl because we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins.